is the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Yeah. I can be a hero, baby. When do I become Wait, a rep- repertory player? When do I get to become on the main cast? I don't want to be featuring. I asked this already. I know, but I don't want to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I mean, well, so as far if we follow the rules of SNL, like <laughs> two years, yeah, two or three years, right? <laughs> I can be I'm just saying, hero, baby. Yeah, no, isn't that great? Wait, but, but, why, but why are you seeing it? It's not like Enrique Iglesias was on, or <sighs> I, I had it in my head and I let it out and I gave it as a gift to our listeners. Okay. It's not that kind of show. (laughs) (laughs) Season 47, episode 12, guys. This is our 10th episode of this podcast, though. I I want you guys to know, I love you guys. I love you, too. Oh, I love you, too. Oh, that's so nice. So nice. First hosting gig for Willem Dafoe, uh, who um, scares me half the time. (laughs) I will admit, he is terrifying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've seen, of course, I've seen... Almost all of his movies, I'm sure. He's fantastic. I guarantee you haven't seen almost all of well, his movies. Well, you know what? I, all the I, big ones, right? I, Spider-Man. You say that. Spider-Man 2 and the third was Spider-Man. I went through his <laughs> filmography on, on Wikipedia. I'm like, I don't think I've seen 90% yeah, I, I bet, of these. Yeah, I bet, I bet you've seen maybe maybe at most 20% of Willem Dafoe's movies. Speed Honestly. 2, Cruise Control. <laughs> Have you seen that? I didn't know of course. they made Speed, yes. Speed 2. Yeah. Why uh, didn't Keanu starve it? Because he was that? smarter than Sandra Bullock back then. Now Nowadays, I don't know. But back then, no, Sandra Keanu, was like... He's, he's golden. Keanu's golden he can do no wrong willem defoe terrifies me uh-huh. in every sketch of he's this got show. wild it's eyes insane <laughs> just his wild voice eyes. it's his voice for me his, vo- it's his wow. voice it's his like everything the, ang- the angles that he can make with his facial expressions <laughs> it's yep. crazy yeah, yep. he's nuts man i love him he, uh, he's oof. crazy i love uh, him. i know it was a fun episode though Hey, I got another fact for you guys that I yeah. looked up. With this episode, Michael Che moves into second place, surpassing Seth Meyers for most Weekend Update segments hosted behind only Colin Jost. Congratulations to Michael Che on that honor. Seth Meyers, you suck. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. And so Michael Che will never surpass Colin Jost as long as they well, are co-anchors. Yeah, as long as they're co-anchors, yeah. 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 So I, I don't remember. Do you guys remember a time where Colin Jost was hosting that Michael Che wasn't? They've, have, they've always done it together. Yeah, they've always done it together, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, but apparently Michael uh, Colin Jost has a couple more episodes under him. So oh, I don't know. If Did Colin do it by himself for a little Wait, while? Like uh, on the on the show or on Weekend Update? On Weekend Update? Huh? Maybe. Yeah, Michael J must have been missing. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? But uh, he's got a couple more episodes under him. So huh? Yeah. Yeah, so Willem Dafoe. You, did the, maybe they counted some of those like Thursday night Weekend Update like no, during the elections? No, because they did it together. Yeah, did they, oh wait, you know what? Didn't Colin do it? With Cecily for a little bit, I, I, I think Ooh. you're right. When they were transitioning, yeah, because yeah. Cecily did it for a little while, and Just then we, yeah, and then yeah. she decided she didn't want to do it. We are so good at this show. <laughs> 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 this is the kind of content you pay for. Thanks for yeah. We don't in. we don't want to make sure that we know this stuff before we do the episode. <laughs> we want to try and figure it out and keep you guessing on the air. Work and, it out in person. A lot of times completely wrong information. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we'll say, you know what, we're going to find that out, and we won't follow up yeah, on it. Yeah, we do not follow do. up. Yeah. No. We're, we're the worst. No, yeah, no, no. Do. This is the 10 to 1, not the 10 to follow it up. Yeah, you, got, you guys got Google. <laughs> <laughs> not your fucking dad. So, uh, oh. what did you guys think of the host? 
Did you love him? Well, that's too soon. Okay, no? Okay, you want to do that uh, at the end. Nate forgets Nate. a lot of times yeah, the structure Nate, of the Nate show. Nate is... No, no, no. no, no He's stop, two beers stop, in already. I'm, I'm a, a beer and a half. You know that. That's my limit. A beer and a half. Okay. Um, but here's the thing is, we can still talk, did you like the host, before the end of reviewing the host, right? He's, now he's he's retconning yeah, here. Yeah. I don't like this. No. Stop. We don't ever talk about the stop host this it. soon like in that fashion. We start off where we always start off with the cold open. Russian, and we I, we, we are allowed, allowed to say like overall we, you know, we thought it was a whatever episode nope, but like no, I'm not no, even gonna no, say that no, apparently you can't you I'm not gonna say it apparently you can't you can't say anything the about Russian disinformation Defoe. cold open written by Colin Jost and Penn Silva go ahead talk I don't care <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like they're trying too hard <laughs> to do political satire thank you and also making the sketch way too long again Preach. so they're, they're doing the thing where they're like oh. Let's take the jar of everything that happened this week that we wrote down and put in, you know, in yep. the mason jar and spill it onto the table and grab a handful and just like, we're going to shoehorn every topical thing in here right now. And then somebody else was like, hey, I found the John Mulaney Uncle meme sketch lying around. Do you think we can remix it in and do some of it here? Very strange. It's just not very, very funny. And it's too bad because, and, and do you think part of it is because they went so hard at Trump when he was president? They're like, well, we got to do political satire under Biden as well because that's who we are. But I just don't. I don't think it's very good. Like I think I, the the problem. I don't think it's as funny because Trump uh, Biden's not Trump. You know, the, we're, we've come gotten to a point where my my problem with the political satire during the the Trump years was that what was happening in real life was so ridiculous already by itself that it was hard to lampoon and somehow make funny when it was such a devastating nightmare. Now we've gone to the opposite of the spectrum where everything that's happening in government is so absolutely boring, like it should be, <laughs> that there's nothing fun to really do with it. And when you try to make fun of it, it feels desperate, you know? And so like they're really digging in and be like, oh, how can we make fun of something that didn't really happen this week that, you know, isn't easily able to be parodied? They've done it, though. Like they've, they've had success. Like you can do it in a different way. They're, it, it, the meme stuff just was so lazy, in my opinion. It just was the, so... It the always works. Jordan, that was six years ago. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It always works better when they do political satire that isn't either in a political office or a press conference. I love when they mix it up and do some kind of game show format or mm, like a, mm. a completely off the wall idea that mixes in the that political the satire. Political, I think you're right. I think you're right. Take the politics somewhere else. Don't bring me to the politics. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but this had a lot of cast members. It had 13 cast members. Of course, it, so it did. everyone, you know, everyone got their say in a Russian accent, yeah. even though they're all. I will say from different parts of Russia. The part that I thought was fairly amusing, uh, that was better than the regular meme stuff, was I thought the the TikTok TikTok stuff worked pretty decently. I liked the the one throwaway joke that. Uh, they had about that really being Aaron Rodgers. I, for some reason, I didn't see that coming. Right. So when they said, no, that really is Aaron Rodgers, that made me chuckle. But other than that, it wasn't, there wasn't too much going on there. Yeah, I just didn't find it very funny. I, I mean, there was a couple little laughs. Again, uh, James Austin Johnson does a, a decent Biden. He's not great, but he did a decent So Biden. long. Um, but it was dumb. just, it, I kept on waiting for the part where it was going to get funny, and it never did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. And the uh, thing that frustrates me most 
about them starting the show like this is all it does is it bolsters the people who are like, man, SNL isn't funny anymore. And it's like, yeah, it seems like that when they start every episode with like I, the one of their most a- aggressively I, I mediocre turn, sketches. You know what? I turn SNL off after the first 10 minutes every when single is, time. I don't it's blame just, you. It's not good anymore. <laughs> well, no shit. Honestly, I can't t- say when the last episode when was with the best sketch being the opening sketch. I don't I don't even know when that was. So Yeah, yeah it would I'd have to I'd go have back. To really look back. Yeah. It would be a long it's a long time. Yeah, so and and there have been some great opening sketches in the history of SNL. Of course, yeah. Nothing this year. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, I'm sure they did the Rock Obama as the cold open one time, and that probably would have slayed because that's a great I don't know if that way was to do that or not. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. if you're gonna do it, make it crazy and outlandish like that. Don't just do your typical. They're doing monologue jokes. Yeah, you know. Yep. Hey, you hear about this? It's a TikTok about Russia. Is that your Jay Leno? A little bit. All right. All right. <laughs> The All screw right. you. <laughs> the the monologue. Um, what'd you guys think? I mean, here's where I say I like Willem Dafoe, and I think that it was fun. It wasn't super memorable, but I I think the joke that it ended on was great. The speed to reference. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was the best thing and the only good thing in my no, opinion. No, that was me. It was <laughs> it was so the Appleton, Wisconsin, you know, folk or whatever. Uh, I, I didn't even think he sounded like he was from Wisconsin. So was doing the, the idea is, it, it was harmless, right? It, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be edgy or anything. No. It was wholesome and, and, and cute. Yeah. It was cutesy. I did know he was from Appleton, so I did learn that. Uh, clearly, you know, as we'll see going through this episode, Willem Dafoe, incredibly talented actor, uh, not incredibly talented at sketch. No. And that's fine. But he, uh, yeah, we'll talk about him more. But I will say, suffice to say, for now, the opening monologue really showed you what you were going to get into as far as what he could deliver. You I'm know? glad you said that, Ben, because I am such a big Willem Dafoe fan for all the four movies I've seen him in. Um, but, and there, three of them are uh, Spider-Man's. However... And the Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah. You've seen John Wick. I have. No, I'm just saying, I, I didn't realize he was in so many films until I looked at his Wikipedia page. And there are, as um, uh, Brad said, there are like, you know probably a hundred films that he's done that I, I have not seen or even barely heard of. But anyway, I like him so much and I really wanted him to like him. I'm just, I don't think he's a good sketch comic. No, and that's, and again, I do like that SNL still brings people like Willem Dafoe sure. in where he's he's clearly riding high off the Spider-Man stuff. And, he, well, and, and you also want to see actors like that have a little fun, even, sure. if, they're, even if they're not particularly yeah. great sketch. It's, it's funny to see him doing Absolutely. weird stuff. He certainly went like went out of his, his, his body on some of these sketches. And the, the getting outside of your comfort zone and doing something silly like that, for especially he's not a spring chicken, right? The dude's probably in his late 60s, early 70s. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a guy, right? 60s, yeah. Good for him. You know, like I think that part's great that they are still, you know, throwing themselves out there and willing to, to go for it. Uh, you know, you, you're still allowed to judge the, the level of talent that he had, and they didn't have a lot in sketch comedy. Again, uh, we watched the the, the dress rehearsal sketch, uh, which was one of the, the, we'll get into that too. Why, but why are you getting into that right now? Because it just goes to show that, like, yeah, that, I can see why that was cut for time. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> His timing and everything was, was off. But, you know, it's it's to be expected, man. Um, yep. He's not a sketch comedy performer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't know what his method is. You don't know how he has to prepare it was for things. So cute. Yeah, the opening was just cute. a nice monologue. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think it was memorable, but there was nothing wrong with it. So, all right, uh, first sketch was Tenet meeting, but written by Mikey Day, Allison Gates, and Shooter Seidel. Uh, we've said this uh, last time, I think, or maybe two times ago. Shooter Seidel is now one of the head writers of SNL. He's got promoted. 
It had 18 cast members in this. It, sketch. Of course it did. Like they, they have. They are still. And that was still this. only half of them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. They have to do it. Uh, this was one of those sketches for me that was fine until uh, 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 Atari came in. Why do you not like uh, Aristotle Atari? No, no, he's saying it got better. It, it was fine oh, until oh, he came in. Okay. From him until the end, I loved it. Okay, gotcha. It was fine. And then, man, there was one bright spot, Chris Red's character saying, that was, that was the one bright Jamarcus. spot. Yeah, Jamarcus. <laughs> and, um, it's, 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 Robert. it's Robert. So he was a bright spot early, but that first half of that sketch, I'd say, was fine. Then, when, when uh, Aristotle Atari comes in, Every per, almost every person after that, I really enjoyed. I had a really good time with it. Brad, what, you, what about you? What you oh wait, wait. I, this, Brad's gonna know this, I'm sure. But Jan Krang, played by Ad Bryant, was in another sketch this season. What was it? Oh gosh, no! It's, this is the second time they've done the tenant thing, isn't it? No, this is the first time they've done the tenant thing. But they did something similar, and she was in it. Jan Krang. Oh. Was Actually, it? Was I think it the, she's been in three or four sketches. Was total. it the school board meeting? That's correct. The old yeah. Wilson school board yeah. meeting Jan, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jan Krang. K. <laughs> K. Rang. I thought. I thought it was familiar, and I, but I was like, maybe it just feels yep. like several other eighty Bryan characters. Sure. Yeah, no, it is very similar. But yeah. yes, she has played Jan Krang in I That's think funny. four different sketches. Because yep. even Kate McKinnon's old short old lady felt like it was from another yes. eighty and Kate sketch. And I'm I, sure it is. I felt like Kate. Yeah, I, I feel like Kate McKinnon's spirit animal is an old lady that loves cats of course yeah. it is and i'm here for it like it's fine like use her in that way all the time it was and, great and chloe Feynman definitely broke during that part too with kate mckinnon being yep. super short and the freaking the papers the, paper, the just papers so good. Yeah. Yeah. sarah sherman's this just in i'm like whoa that's that's mixing characters here you know i don't yeah. know if you heard her say this just in i'm like whoa that's not your oh yeah i didn't thing. think about that yep yeah, so I, what, I do love her her loud screaming New York lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't live on the. It's just it. I don't live on the roof. Yeah. So I will not be paying. Uh, uh, I also loved uh, Kyle Mooney and Andrew coked just up, used, coked up. Yeah. So I did. Uh, how do they? How have they not played? brothers before <laughs> true because like in this one i was like whoa like they feel like they're actually brothers yes, so I, there's do, something behind those two characters they could do I yeah think, honestly and yeah. I, I think that you know the the kyle mooney beck bennett thing the kyle mooney andrew desmukes they, yeah. they have a vibe yeah, I, there. I, agree. I, I, hope, I wholeheartedly yeah. i want to see more right? I, i'll say this I, I know this is before aristotle but heidi gardner plays the role of every mom i was afraid sure. of in high school sure <laughs> And so to to say that it wasn't that that, that was bad, right? It yep. was fine. Yeah. But it was over the top. It got but better. Man, after when, Aristotle. He, when, uh, when Aristotle does the Google Translate, I lost my shit. I was yeah. laughing hard at that. Yeah. Because he just like, oh, I'm good. I'm yeah. think. And like, oh, he's gonna destroy something. Oh man. But yeah, and like I think too, there's a lot of inside New York jokes here oh, too, sure. and I like mean, and a lot of it I does translate too. But like, there's clearly some stuff where the audience was losing. I was like, oh, that's something I don't well, entirely the, understand. The James Austin Johnson, uh, Verizon FiOS thing. Yeah. Did you hear? Everyone cheering him. Like, yeah, yeah. That clearly, that is clearly something. That, yeah, but <laughs> Melissa Villasenor got nothing for yeah. her rent thing because it was the laziest joke in the world. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. why include a joke? Like, yeah. you can do something like that, but like, do it better. I don't know. It was yeah. weird. Oh, six thousand dollars for a, a small apartment. Of course, so, that's the joke. In and New York, you, right? that Willem Dafoe already made kind of in his monologue. Yeah, two hundred yeah, bucks for did. a bathtub in the kitchen. I don't know. It was weird. I, I actually did enjoy Willem Dafoe's character in there. In that, like, I, <laughs> I know of people here in the city we live in that bought real estate thirty years ago and they're still holding for on eleven dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to be, and a they're pain still in the holding ass. on to it, and they're still yeah, they're a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I noticed this a couple times in the episode where even the professional sketch comedians, uh, you know, flub their lines and it kind of ruins the yeah. joke. So Alex Moffat again, like steps on his own joke uh, delivery there, where he's yeah. trying to say, you know, I'll throw it in the trash, I'll throw you in the trash. You know, it was this thing, and it killed that joke. And man, I was I was loving that bit. And then, ugh, you know, you yeah. you hate to see it. You, you know. Do. All right, next was a pre-tape. Um, obviously, it has to be a pre-tape when every cast member was in the sketch before. Yeah. <laughs> pre-tape, now I'm up. Oh, uh, one thing I, want, I was going to say, too, is yeah. I was because the sketch was so long, I was half hoping and expecting a cast member to come back out as a different character, oh, that which would have be... been a lot of fun. See, have you ever seen that before? They've done it before. I think I, 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 I don't remember a sketch, but yeah, I think they've done it. Before. That, I don't remember when, but they have done. I it I was before. thinking, how many how many cast members do they have? I know we've talked about this. It's uh, like twenty. Uh, it's twenty three. Right? So who yeah. wasn't on? Cecily wasn't in it at all. Okay, because she's not on the show right yeah, now. Yeah, she's she hasn't been around for these three episodes. Yeah, I think Bo she's Yang, in Broadway. Bone Yang wasn't in yeah, that that's sketch. Right. No, he was in it. He was he was with uh, Mikey oh, Day. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. They were the the talent show, the gay talent show guys. Yeah. But yeah, I actually think that Cecily was the only one. Was 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 Ego in it? Yeah, she had the half braided hair. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't need your permission. permission. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's she was the first one. Yeah, yeah. And then, I think I think it was only Cecily. I think was Keenan. Yeah, Keenan was the guy. Yeah, the who's, guy. Yeah, the having, guy was yeah. like having the ladies over. Yeah. Man, I think everybody knew. Honestly, I think this is one of those sketches. Probably, if we watched it again, we'd find it funnier um, because it, it's one of those where it probably gets funnier the more you watch. Oh, it. Oh, I mean, just Pete Davidson walking in, leaning down, and be like, "Bad." Yeah, you know, it was. That, How's the rat infestation? It was so good. Yeah. Bad. So I want more. Of this. So like. Even though it was a longer sketch, right? Short and sweet bits in it. And yeah, that's, exactly. That, that, it didn't, that it didn't feel long. It didn't overstay its welcome. Yep. Like it, it was, uh, you, you could tell it was long, but not. It didn't yep. feel like. I it. was still there for yeah. it because it, it was changing genres on, almost. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, waiting yeah. on these new characters. What yep. are they going to say? Exactly. Yeah. All right. The next was a pre-tape. Now I'm up. A song written by Dan Bullock, Chris Redstreeter, said Dal and Keenan Thompson. I loved this. I, what? Oh, I it was good. Uh, this one didn't this. work for me very oh, well, guys. Oh, no, you're no. wrong. Sorry. It was a banger. It's a great little... So that's the thing. I'm I, so impressed by the music. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, I, I, based on comparing it to other musical sketches they've done where I feel like the music is so much better, this one didn't feel like it had a good hook to oh, me. And like, I, to me, to me, I was, to me, I was, I was singing it, really. The musical part to me felt lazier than other stuff. Okay, and on, Drake. And on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, I for me, like, it was... It was a thing of where, like, the premise is like, oh, this is so funny because it's true. Everyone deals with these problems when they have trouble sleeping. But it didn't vibe with the musical parody aspect so, to me. And I nope. felt like it had a little bit of a Macklemore kind of, like, vibe to so, it. I think that's what it is. I don't really yeah. fucking like Macklemore. <laughs> $50 for uh, He's a dedicated listener to this podcast. So I will say. I will say. Stop listening. Uh, maybe this is because they put it together in a week, right? The idea that they really kind of had to shoehorn in some of the lyrics and it didn't really flow lyrically—that's what I mean. And that, they, and they've done music parodies that are so much better yes. that feel so way I, smoother. I totally I, respect I, that opinion because I don't know if I agree with that. There but. were a couple times Keenan Thompson has lines that went on like way too long for how much there how many words they were and trying not, to fit and that not in, there. in like the comedic way where they do where it's intended right. to it be was not to be rhyming clip, and weird, quick and clever. But, yeah. But Ben, as a noted anxiety sufferer, have you not had these <laughs> nights before where you wake up so, and like see? And that's the saving grace because I like the premise so much and there was enough in there for sure and the beat was really good and so I, I got along with a lot of that I just I wish they would have cleaned it up lyrically a little bit I agree with that Brad 
yeah, I, I'm sure they can workshop a couple of different improvements. Or, I just, they, like I, the, I love the premise of it. I love the premise. I thought the song was good. I, I, I don't. I don't. When they did the parody of "Walking in Memphis," yeah, it was literally perfect. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. But, and so, but that's that's one that's going to go as one of our probably top ten sketches of the year. Oh, it has to. But right. they've got that in the chamber, though. They can do that. They yeah. can reach that level. So I'm expecting that because they are who they are. Yeah, and that's why that's why I wasn't really on board with it. It just didn't work for me, and I I just felt didn't feel like I was caught up in it. Brad's you, favorite sketch of the night. Do you guys feel like Chris Red has really transitioned this year to be one of the more powerful kind of players, staff members in this cast? I think he's starting to pop in a similar way that Keenan does, but not maybe not as consistently. And not because it's uh, for lack of talent, just because they don't always use Chris Red in the same way. I, I feel like they've tried to start especially with these pre-tapes, right? He seems to be you know, finding a a place in SNL with the pre tapes, yeah. He so had the one with the car that he's, he couldn't, yeah, yeah. He's becoming definitely more of a. He's one of my to, favorites. He's, like, I'll call it what it is. Like if Keenan's the stalwart of the show that's always there, yep. Yep. then like Chris Red is the is waiting the wings with the, the reliability factor. Yeah, because honestly, like we've talked about this before, where Chris Red's reaction shots a lot of times are things that make us laugh. Mm -hmm. He is waiting the wings to take that kind of mantle over for Keenan not that maybe the longevity but the idea that like you can save a sketch with an eye movement like Chris Red yeah. has got that in yeah, spades that, that tenant meeting sketch beforehand that Jamarcus bit that he did was one of my favorite things in that right he can do that that is a really good bit uh, and like you said he didn't have to say that much to do it and so he's got that kind of Keenan element to it but I also think with some of these pre-tapes he's also super creative and he's been doing some yeah for sure there. so um, all right, next was uh, Dog Show, written by A.D. Bryant. Uh, Anna Dresden was back for that as a guest writer. Mike Desenzo and Tesha Condrit. I don't know if, I don't know if Tesha has written a lot, because it's a name I haven't read a lot. Um, so she might be a new uh, writer. Melissa Villasenor flubbed her lines. And it felt like she was mad at herself right after. Like, like, like It seemed like she shook her head at herself, like, God damn it. And you like, can see they her finally give me a, a minute, yeah. and I fuck you it up so hard. You see her shaking her head. Yeah. It felt so bad for her, because oh. it just... It didn't she work. She rarely gets an opportunity. And it was a good a good line, too. Yeah. Yeah. She messed it up. She missed the joke on yeah. it. Uh, and I, I felt, felt I did really feel bad for her, because she clearly... She's been on the show, the show for six years. And this is this hey, is, it, but it happens though. You know. I know, but I still come on. No, I'm not mad at her. I feel bad for her. But that's what I'm anything. saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. come on. She's you, a talented performer. I want she's you to done do enough better. to know that we're she's talented. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. She oh. she she didn't have just a big old swing and a miss there. But overall, the sketch. Uh, so one of the few dog sketches that didn't go awry because of the live animals. Right, the dogs pretty much did what they were supposed yeah. to do, which is different than the only normal. one. The only one that almost went off the rails but didn't was, was Andrew's. Andrew, his dog yeah. was like kind of like hopping around. But honestly, that played into it. A little bit. P pigeon the beagle. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. played into it a little bit uh, because of that. That was great. Um, I think that I actually wish that the dogs would have been. Well, sure, because, <laughs> because this was this the, the, the sketch, sketch that should have happened. You know. Yeah, because the, the the setup of this again. If you have a dog, you know, uh, we've got a puppy. We've got a. Uh, I think he's maybe nine months old, and, and he's a jerk. Um, well, and, and, so, and someone like, you know, I get that. I so, get that. Right, so, and not even just like dogs that are jerks. Someone you know has a dog who is like. A real yep. weird yep. dog, yep. like a dog that like they found somewhere yep. and like, like was maybe it was an experiment. Maybe and <laughs> maybe everybody knows a lot of people that have mean cats because that's yep. kind of their their yep. shtick. Yep. But like to, you do know that one person like Brad who's just, just a fucked up dog. Yeah, like, yep. like that yep. dog a crooked been, eye. Yeah, and their tongue's always hanging yep. out. 
Well, yep. Aunt Becky, is that dog 19 years old? That, <laughs> yep. He's staring at the wall. We should have put him down two years ago. You know? but, but I felt like there was, I, I don't know what the jokes were, but I felt like it, the, the, the premise was funny enough. I didn't think they hit the marks on some of them, though. And maybe it was just because Melissa missed her thing. I, I just didn't think. It didn't I, feel like there was a, like, I, for me, the best jokes were them talking about the weird dog yep. traits yep. and them yes. being absurd. Yeah. But I don't, it wasn't enough to, like, sustain the sketch to make it overly hilarious. They went me. a little too far into weird territory with the whole dynamic between A.D. Bryant and Willem Dafoe. Yep. Yeah. It says here we're married. Yeah. yeah. And, and I the was, response wasn't necessary. And it's good. It's I maybe didn't really Willem, get that, right? Exactly. Maybe that Willem isn't the best sketch performer, so, like, the the timing is yeah. going to be the issue yep. with him a lot. That was the... T- so, yeah. I feel like you put that in there along with the dogs aren't really doing much, and, I don't know, it's kind of, it, kind of, a, kind of a great premise, lame execution you guys i know very amateurly but you guys have done some sketch comedy wait, wait, no, whoa, no, no, whoa. no 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 i say this because you guys have had some experience well, well, hold with on this. we've never done sketch comedy okay i thought you guys no did we did little... improv oh, which improv. is worse <laughs> every comedian but, will tell you it's worse it's but, way but, worse but you guys do know though and you could probably from uh t- timing is everything right of course Absolutely. it is the difference between a good joke and a bad joke and it's, a, it's you could say the same thing but if the timing's not there it just doesn't it's work it's truly the difference between a bad joke and a terrible joke yep. Yep. a bad joke and a joke that literally doesn't work and you can just you're just bombing now yep. because you can you can recover from a bad joke when you when you you can't necessarily recover from horrible timing and i don't think the sketch really did yeah yeah, yeah. and f- also for me and this is maybe just like a a bias on my part is Whenever there's a dog show sketch, because they come around, you know, every now and then, um, I always find myself comparing it to Best in Show. Yeah, because I, Best I in because thing, Best yeah. in Show is a perfect comedy in it my is. opinion. Yep, agree. And they try to do some stuff here that feels very Best in Show, but it just doesn't work nearly as well. Listeners, if you haven't seen Christopher Guest's Best in Show, I will check that out. Oh, you should. Have you not seen Best I, in Show? I don't know that. Oh, I have. it's, oh, it's so great. Wait, is that the one with? Uh, uh, who's the the uh, improv actor? And we can go, we, Creek in a film, <laughs> like it's the but better, goodness. but yeah. better. Yeah, but well, and we can cut. We can cut this part out. It's twenty five minutes and thirty seconds. If you want to cut this out, but I just want to ask, who's the uh, improv? I mean, Christopher Guest has all these guys that he uses all the time. Yeah, who's the guy with the basset hound? Uh, it's Christopher Guest. That's him. That's Christopher okay. Guest. Yeah. Okay. So I and and uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yep. yep. Eugene yep. Levy. Eugene okay, Levy. Fred all, Willard as the announcer. All of those. Yeah, Canadian, it's been like um, it's been fifteen SCTV years. Yeah. But Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike McKeon and uh, John uh, Michael. Uh, Michael McKeon. No, Michael McKeon and uh, John Michael Higgins. All right, the next was the pre-tape, Nugenics. Ben, this is a real product. Do you use Nugenics? I mean, I can't get hard anymore <laughs> since I've been forty. So I do. Use you are the oldest of us. He's not just a customer; he's the president. Yeah, you, you, yep. you're the oldest of the three of us. It does so. it makes a very machine-like sound. He's been using it so long that he's he uses old Genix now. I was oh. gonna send you this. Do you guys know this is a, a real product? Oh, of course, with yeah. Frank Thomas. Wait, oh, of course. Well, because if you've ever, yeah, well, 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 I want you to unpack that a little bit. Here's the, here's the thing. I stay up late enough that to see these commercials oh, that come on okay, Comedy okay. Central yeah. at like midnight, yeah. one o'clock in the morning, yeah. and that's all there is: is Nugenics commercials, and they all legitimately feature retired athletes yep. who have reached that point yep. in their life where they have erectile dysfunction, and they want to make the men out there who feeling insecure by like, no, look, I'm a I'm a Listen, man. Frank yeah. Thomas's dick doesn't work either. What's that, Doug Flutie? <laughs> like, it's so weird, but also remember pretty remember spot Flutie on. flakes. <laughs> I don't remember Flutie Flakes. I don't. It's a thing. No. So, yeah, so this is a real, if you didn't know this, 
Um, it's a real problem. This is a real. No, this is like I actually went back and watched some of the ones on YouTube yeah. with Frank Thomas. Like the real, and they're the most cheesy things. Yeah, it's a know? straight up infomercial style commercial. It very well. Almost the real ones are worse than the, yeah. the, the satire that they did on us. By far and away, the best part of this sketch is Willem Dafoe turning to the woman and saying. Sir Willem Dafoe with a British <laughs> yep. accent, yeah. and then winking at the dude like that's great comedy. I loved that. But yeah, I so I didn't love this sketch until their dick started making machine sounds. And then I was like, okay, this is really funny, and I especially loved it. And I wish they they gotten a better shot of this. But Willem Dafoe's crazy fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just and Eli, Melissa VSR being like, it's so loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, this is written by Michael Che and uh, Will Steven, which goes to my theory that Michael Che in any sketch he writes is going to put some kind of sports analogy or sports <laughs> satire in there. He does love everyone, to do that. You have ESPN, he's always on it. Yeah, I'm sure these commercials are all over ESPN late at night, too. So yeah, loved, I'm sure he was watching it. Yeah. Loved watching Kyle Mooney not play the husband, which is normally who he would oh, play. Yep, yeah, yeah. Him being an he, actual he, like he manly yeah, husband. Yeah. yeah, I liked that a lot. It was uh, good. Yeah, you know, it, it was uh, it was fine. Uh, I, I think, like I said, it probably wouldn't have been that funny, especially if you didn't know that this was a real product. I know. think that this is one of the sketches, the not the only one, but this is one of the the, the main sketch that Willem Dafoe being in it made it yep. even better than it would have been. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like you said, the whole part, I'm not a sir. And then oh, later, God. you know. The good callback there. Yeah, yeah that was, was really good. That, that was, I think, the best joke in the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, for me, it was the mechanical <laughs> days. <laughs> not, not just the sound <laughs> effects. Um, but um, All right, then we worked into the weekend update. Um, you know, last week we talked about this. Brad does not like weekend update for some reason. I mean, he just he just he's got some kind of communistic, you know, view he's of a, this. He's a real spoil sport. Uh, what can I say? I'm a real son of a bitch. When it comes to the when Brad, it comes to the WU. Now now it's become a thing that when I watch weekend update, I, I immediately think, what's Brad gonna think of this? So Brad, Brad what did you well, think? Brad, what did you think of weekend update? update? I thought that it was fine <laughs> for the most part. I hate you so much. But I really liked it. What did you like about it? I'm kind of almost with Brad a little bit. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. No, I liked it a lot. Uh, and I'm just talking about the jokes, not the yeah, not the yeah. weekend update. We'll, we'll uh, get into yeah, the we'll get into the yeah, time. It's, it's just the yeah. jokes. Um, see, I, th I thought Brad would like this more than usual because there was more repartee between Jay and Joe, which the, the only time it's ever yeah. funny, according to Brad, is when they do that. And they, so did, they did that, that a lot. And, and, and now Brad doesn't like it. It's fine. So, what, so, so come up with your next reason to like weekend update. There is nothing that can make Brad Omen happy. They didn't do it enough. Oh, Jesus. What? They basically talked the, the whole time. They really they didn't, didn't do it enough. They really didn't, though. Go back and watch it, and they, they didn't. I watched it twice. The one, the stuff that I liked the most was the dolphin joke. Dolphin joke's great. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, I love the turn of the full house joke, because I wasn't expecting yep. it. Um, but otherwise, it just felt like, like on, and honestly, this, this is- this is The Seabiscuit joke was great. Seabiscuit was pretty good. Yeah. I think my, my biggest problem with Weekend Update is the same th problem that I have with the, the the cold open political satire, is like most of the stuff that they do that's tied to current event politics, headlines from the government, that kind of thing, is it's just not interesting and like it's it's hard for them to make really good jokes the out of it. Like I was impressed by that by the that that uh, I, for the for the first episode of this batch of three when Colin Jost had that what, that whole thing that weaved in and out of several different topics and was like a great topper weekend update. And 
Uh, I just, I just like that was a good thing, but like they haven't, they don't do that often, and I feel like they're having a really hard time finding stuff that like works to hit the actual headline. Did you, did you not laugh at the Michael Che saying it was a, a Biden joke? But essentially, I hope it's not because he wants to sniff a new type of hair. I thought that was a brilliant joke. That was a really funny it. joke. It was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was a really good. joke. See, I like the opener of the entire thing where Biden becoming FDR because of the land war and the the stock market plunge. Like I thought it was fine. I mean, that's you, the problem. Is it's just fine. Like I know it's an opening joke for the whole weekend update, and I'm like, that's a, I, oh, sorry, not fine. It's a, it's clever. It's a really clever joke. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't the worst weekend update of the year. No, right? definitely not. All right, that was last weekend's. Um, let's get into some of the <laughs> let's get into some of the bits. Uh, trend forecasters on the latest trends, uh, written by Ad Bryant, Allison Gates, Bo and Yang, Celeste Yim, uh, starring Ad Bryant and Bo and Yang. Next. What? Did Next. You- but you didn't like it? No. I, I can't ever, I can never <laughs> not like this because of how much fun they were having. I was right there for it because no. of their, they were having so Ben, have you it. ever seen a Saturday Night Live sketch called The Art Dealers? The Art Dealers? Yeah. I mean, if I've seen it, in, if when, it's when been on the show. Written? Yeah, when was sure. it? Sure. It's, do, you, do you guys not remember this one? So it's it's Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Back in like the early aughts? Yeah, and they're, it's, uh, they did it. So you 20 years ago. Yeah, they did it a handful of times, like maybe five or six times, where uh, the premise is like their daughter, who is equally as weird as them, uh, or their son, uh, brings home their significant other, and their house is like the kind of weird absurd modern place I, where like they I, have I the most remember this. the yep, most I uncomfortable chairs yep, yep, whenever yep. they meet the person they mispronounce their name like yep. like natalie portman they brought a, a, a boyfriend his name is jeff and when my rudolph and fred armison try to pronounce it, they're like jeff yeah. oh yeah jeff yeah. this is that sketch but made in sing song no yeah it is it's the same thing because eh. all they were doing is, is stuff like referencing modern like trends and stuff like that and like being very like pompous about it it's the same thing with Sing Song. I discovered that I want more A.D. Bryant and Bo and Yang together. I sure, want them together. Sure, yeah. Um, they, and I will say, I admit, they had fun together, and I liked seeing them break with each other. I will say But this, the premise of the sketch you, itself you didn't work bed, for me. You get back in that bed that's also a jail. I will say I this like as well. I like that joke. I, I was probably more with you, Brad, the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I thought it was funnier. I, I, I think it just is funnier when you get the premise that they're going for. I, I think it still needs workshopped a little bit, these two characters. But I think there's something there. Honestly, I think I there's something it. there. I uh, liked it. The only uh, thing that was funny to me, and it's because it hit close to home, was the idea of movie posters yeah, not being decorations I, anymore. So I wrote that in my notes. Movie posters as decor. Who does that in 2020? I mean, college kids still. And my two co-hosts. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I don't have like actual movie posters on my wall that don't have my quotes on them. The rest well, of them. That's ha- very vain. The rest of them. <laughs> the rest of the the, one, the movie posters that I have on my wall are like art prints made by now, like if illustrators. If you go upstairs in my house right now, you'll see a bunch of. Uh, now I have a live-in girlfriend, but you'll see framed photos, headshots of um, me, only me, on the wall. That's how that sounds. <laughs> that's how it sounds I, to me. No, I get it. I, hey, I have, would, have, have, have I you would, ever been on a movie poster before? I have not. Have you I had not. your name on a movie poster before? Hey, hey. If you did, I guarantee you, you would frame it and put it on your fucking for, wall. Yes, like, for our listeners, if it was my job. For our listeners, Brad. What no, do you mean? Listen. All you have at Laporte Seamless Gutter are posters with of your company gu- name on it. Of, of Stop. Gutters? Stop. Listen, for our <laughs> listeners, Brad, what movie are you a poster are you most proud of that you were on there? The poster? Big Sick. I mean, the, so The Big Sick is the one that I 
I had the most like. And for, for our listeners, this is like when people on the poster says most riveting film of the year. Yeah, kind best of thing. movie yeah. of the year or like funniest movie in decades. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna guess. You can cut all this out if you want to, but I'm gonna guess. I think that the one you got the most attention for was the big sick one, but I think your favorite one is they came together. So you're you're partially right. I do love the they came together one um, because that so that that one was on the poster. I don't think I that, one that one was on. Uh, there was it's on the Blu-ray cover. Do you watch that movie by the way? Well, who's it with? Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. It's like a parody, a parody of romantic of, comedies. Oh, you know, David I Wayne. I didn't see it. Is it great? Oh yeah, you okay. put it on your list, man. So for funny. sure. Absurd. Like it's like airplane for romantic comedies. Okay, yeah. great. I'll, it's I'll so it. out there. And it's not like stupid epic movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. yeah. It is. It's, it's good. Doing parody. it the fucking right good way. Good parody. Um, but no, I, the big sick. I think I I was so proud of because it got like the most exposure. Like sure. It was on the poster. It was in the trailer. It's it's on um it's it's on the Blu-ray. I think it's on the Blu-ray. It was on international posters. Like someone saw it in Spain and sent me a picture of a bus stop. Somebody, uh, one of my friends, saw it in Australia and then sent me um, another poster that had my quote on it from from Australia. It was on the side of, of and it's a buses. Great film. I and really so, like that film. Yeah, I love that movie. The, I think the one that I am most proud of because of the prestige that came with it was I have a quote um, on a, a, a movie um, called. Uh, oh my god, I'm totally. <laughs> Wow. Ben Hur. So ben Hur. Oh my God. The one I'm most Casablanca. proud of. Casablanca. This is like, Nate, which one's your favorite child? I, so, I got so caught like, up. It's, in a, it. it's a Roscoe. Roscoe? No, that doesn't sound right. No, Roscoe's not one of my kids. I don't think. Anyway, it's uh, maybe Billy. Paul Billy? F. Tompkins? No, that's a famous comedian. That's not one of my children. This is, this is all going to get cut out now. Uh, <laughs> He's the one editing. I know. The, no, the one that I'm most proud of is uh, it, Indignation. It's a movie that I saw at Sundance. Logan Lerman is in it. It's based on a book. Um, but, like, I, I. It's so. Oftentimes, sites like ours, our quotes will end up on posters and trailers and stuff like that, uh, because like those movie, a lot of indie movies need as much praise as possible to like appeal to the public, and so uh, it's more likely that our stuff will get grabbed. Because otherwise, if they're big awards dramas, big blockbusters, they'll go with a lot of the bigger outlets. You know, like uh, Roper, yeah. Peter Peter Travers at Rolling Stone is almost always has has yep, a quote, yep. so, someone like yep. that. And so I was really proud because for indignation. My, uh, one of my quotes about the movie was on the poster with the New York Times and like like the like like upscale publications. I was like, oh yeah, that's I'm I'm really happy about that because like it stood out and like yep. it was up there with like You're the real prestigious reviewers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, there was a second. That was um, a great section of the podcast for nobody. <laughs> hey, that's it. You know what? Ben's mom listens to this. She's going to love she that. She is going to love that. She's like, which one's Brad? All right. <laughs> so the next bit in Weekend Update, Peyton Manning came back. Peyton Manning, one of my favorite hosts of SNL. I love when Peyton Manning hosts. I don't know if you do. Brad, I know you're not a sports call, no, ball guy. E- even, even not as a sports guy, I love when Peyton Manning hosts because he is one of the few sports figures who can host His and do it well. His comedic timing is, is, he's, is he's, so good. He's a comedian. I, I mean, mean, he is... I don't know if you've watched. I, I won't quite go that far. No, watch his ESPN okay. stuff, like on on his uh, games. Uh, ben, have you watched any of that stuff? The- no. What I'm referring to is like he hosts SNL better than some actual comedians. Oh, sure. He's a comedian. He's he has he can do it. I think part of his natural comedic ability comes from the fact that he's kind of a goober. He's very much a goober. If you watch so, his, like I said, him and his brother are doing these ESPN where they commentate over the ESPN games on Monday nights. If you ever watch them, him and his brother, obviously his brother's also a famous football player. Gilbert uh, Brad, uh, But uh, Eli. And, and it's some <laughs> he of had the, to correct me. It's some of the funniest stuff on TV right now. Did they, they are they had, so funny together. Yeah, we won't get into that. Uh, I was just going to keep going. But I will say, watching... Uh, 
Peyton on SNL, he's a guy that is not nervous to do that because of his media exposure. Yep. And he's, yeah, but look at but that's not that's not oh, entirely oh, it though. I'm not done. That's not entirely let, it. Let, let, I'm let not, Ben talk. I'm not done. Let, let, that's not entirely it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that uh, being obviously first and foremost a professional athlete under that kind of scrutiny, right? Yeah. And but when you go on TV, it's a different type of pressure. He's had enough of a career where he was constantly been in the media, and you, he showed himself to be this affable, really talented, smart, funny guy, and that has translated to TV as well. He, his nerves have not come uh, across at all, and he's able to use that kind of personality that he has with the media and and done that on SNL and, they've and had other other things. other athletes that have hosted, for instance, that have been other, terrible. On other funny athletes, Charles Barkley's a hoot. He's really funny, right? Terrible. He's, still, he's still reading off the cards like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, he's not a good you host, know. though. Right? Some, yeah, some of, well, some of his comedy comes from the fact that he's like so clumsy about it that yeah. like you can't help but laugh at that too. But like, I think that that's kind of part of it. But like, there have been so many athletes who have had just as much exposure as Peyton Manning has, Eli Manning included. And Eli Manning wasn't that great of a, a host when nope. he, when he did it. You nope, know, he wasn't. And so like, there there's something that Peyton has where he does have a natural ability. Uh, but like, Tom Brady hosted right. Yeah, I thought about so, now that he's retired. If they're going to ask him to, because I'm again. like, I watched the Tom Brady episode of SNL, and I don't remember him being anything more than fine. Yeah, but yeah. he's had the he's the exact same person as far as being able to deal with the media. And yeah. so you're yeah. right. There is something where Peyton Manning has another level to him. Yeah, as far as the charisma and kind of, and maybe gooberishness, you know. Yeah, but a general you know no, sense I mean, of humor. You, you yeah. guys know this. We all know this. Comedic timing is a thing, right? Some people get it, some people don't. Peyton Manning gets it. He gets the joke. He really does know he when. He gets the joke. Um, I really want to know how this bit came together. I lo- so let's talk about it. it ca- I loved this bit yeah, so much. I loved it. It, I came, loved it. it came out of nowhere, and I was like, I was like, what? What is Peyton so Manning here? Though, and, and then, and then, what it was of him gushing about Emily in Paris. It's like. How does this even come about? Like, I loved it like, so much. Like, did they write it and they're like, let's see what athlete we can maybe get to do, like some NFL player to this, do this? It was written by Megan Callahan Shaw, Colin Jost, and Josh Patton. So that's all I know about it. Yeah. But um, I, I, a fresh take on feminism, finally. <laughs> it was such a great line. It was just so – especially because, again – you know, Peyton Manning's in a meathead world, right? He is. He's an athlete yeah. talking to athletes in an in an ESPN world, and having him, you know, chocolate blur, <laughs> wearing the hat. I just, I, it was Man. a great setup. It's not uncommon for people that, you know, for for a comedy bit where somebody talks about something that's out of their element, and that happens. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny. It's not. Sometimes it's not. He, he though is just so good at so, it. I yeah. love. I loved every minute of this. Hints like, of really like good. Chance the Rapper's first appearance covering hockey. Yep. Right yeah. where it's yep. like that level vibe to yep. it, where yep. he he was so comfortable talking about it. Yeah, I guess that's hockey, whatever. And it, it's almost like Peyton Manning took that about the NFL. Yeah, whatever's going on over the NFL, I don't care because Emily in Paris. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a good mixture Naming of that. I loved it. Oh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> and then uh, whoever the hell described or drew up that X's and O's thing yeah. and had that idea for that bit, yeah. I want to kiss them on the mouth. That. <laughs> X's and O's thing, you especially. Kiss on the well, it's true, Creep. especially when he was like, you know, and you know, the X's da da da, and we, we all know about the X. <laughs> That's such a good delivery. And I will tell you too, uh, my my girlfriend Brittany watches Emily in Paris, and she said it's even funnier if you, if you know watch the, show. the show. Oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> oh, uh, I just after I thought 
I need Peyton Manning to host again. That's what I thought. Oh, absolutely. You I know? also thought uh, because I know how much of a stickler Peyton Manning was for like game film and stuff and preparing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they got to him on Wednesday, did he watch all of Emily in Paris season two just to prepare for the role? <laughs> <laughs> he certainly knew his bit. He certainly knew the, the you know, he nailed his jokes. Oh, there, wasn't, there wasn't one he didn't get. I yeah. can't give him any more praise. It was almost perfect. He if it, if one it, tiny blind at the end, but if, other than if that. If it were a proper sketch, it would have been my favorite of the night. Yeah, for sure. All right. Because I said that to Bailey. I was like, this is probably my favorite of the night, yeah. but the guys don't like it when I do that. I'm okay with it. Brad doesn't like it, but Brad doesn't like anything. Yeah, you, right. can't, <laughs> you can't pick it. All right. Uh, next was back to the um, in-person sketches. Beauty and the Beast, The Mirror, written by Dan Bola, Jake Norwin, and Ben Silva. I'll say this. Some great costumes. Two two quick questions is about that, this is sketch. That, is that your comment about this sketch? Some great costumes. Okay, allow, allow me to say get bent, because I thought the sketch was very funny. Okay, two, two I questions I had. I thought it was fine. Uh, the uh, Heidi, or not Heidi, sorry, uh, Chloe Feynman, mm-hmm. just hysterically you, laughing in yeah. the middle because she didn't think anything I, was on her. I, I, I it was know, so weird. I didn't know if she was... I see. Thank you for bringing that up because I don't know if that was part of it. Nope. Or if she was really she, out of character. I, 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 I think. I think that. Yeah. I think that they. She didn't realize they were going to cut back to them so quick, and she was laughing at Willem Dafoe. Okay. That and then number two, Pete Davidson going full beast mode for the one sentence, and then and be that's like, all. Oh, Pete Davidson. And that's what. Well, what the fuck? But I. But I actually love that because it. It actually. It did feel like a conscious choice. It didn't feel like him being lazy. No, I know. It felt. It felt like him like so, being so caught off guard and caught up in a thing. Like he just totally dropped his like sure. manly beast facade. He's like, oh no, I see what's going on here. So yeah. I, I. I did like this sketch. I'm not gonna. Lie. I did like it. You I just son didn't of a it. bitch. I like the idea that it was, I don't know that it was planned out at all by Pete Davidson or the writing staff, but the idea that once the, let's say it's in character, once the idea that the beast, who is the beast, and he's talking like this, yeah. once he realizes what's going on in the mirror, he just drops his own, like, I normally act like this, but oh my God, that's real. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. You know, it's yeah. the beast, though, doing yeah. that, yeah. not Pete Davidson. Like I think that's what I, no, that's what I mean. It's so like, I'm like, is that I think, or is it just no. Pete Davidson just being, being Pete Davidson? lazy? No, I yeah. think no, like I think it's a char- char- I think it's a character choice, and I think it's a comedic. Choice. And, uh, so then I'm like, yes, this yeah. is yeah. I'm here for that. That's what that's it felt awesome. like to me. Yeah. No, it, 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 that whole that whole Pete Willem Dafoe kind of I know where he's going here. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't watch this. And he's, or he's maybe not, we should. He's yeah. not thinking about you at all. And if he is, we have a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a whole other problem. No, that was good. It was very good. And Willem Dafoe doing a legit French accent and just being weird. Yes. Hell, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. It was probably it. my favorite Willem sketch in this because he was so odd. He yeah. was just so perfectly. All the point. wonderful things with my <laughs> ass. He's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> the horse. That's and then, awesome. Uh, what I wanted in this sketch was Kyle Mooney to be Chip, the, the little, you know. Well, and, good news. I've got good news yeah, for you. Yeah, hold on. Did you not see the end of the sketch? Here's the thing. Is, I wanted him to be Chip and not have a single line. <laughs> it just it just had to get in the character just for the sketch and That's never great. have a line. But, um, so you really like this one, huh, Brian? Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I, oh, I yeah. liked that a lot. It was good. It, yeah, even though Chloe Feynman laughing hysterically, it was yeah. it really threw me out of it for a second. But yeah, no, it was fun. They, you like Chloe Feynman now, huh? Oh, no, she's still a <laughs> terrible Scientologist that it will burn in hell forever. But I just feel like, no, uh, she's fine. 
All right, the next was a pre-tape. Hey, congrats to the Please Don't Destroy guys. You guys got your uh, sketch, your pre-tape, actually in the episode. It wasn't cut for time. I, for but, but, but I will say, not so congrats. This was probably their worst one yet. Oh, I love this one. Are you kidding me? I didn't love this one. Yeah, I, I also it. didn't hate it, though. I, I thought it was, I, I told I, I thought it was very good. They could do no wrong, in my opinion. They are just, they, they comedically, they're where I'm at. I just love it. I love it. For the most part, I still believe that. But for me... This was the sketch where the premise wasn't strong enough that it kept me from uh, noticing the strings that keep Please Don't Destroy funny. Because this one doesn't work quite as well if you don't have their quick cuts. It doesn't work as well if you don't have their typical thing of like repeating things incredulously when someone says something ridiculous. That's a big part of their shtick. It didn't work as well for me this time because the premise. You're a Jacob. <laughs> the premise of you're this. Such a Jacob. The premise of this kid just didn't feel like did you not think I, the kid was great though he was good kid was great. he was he was giving it as all but like i, I don't there's just something about this one that like he just didn't it didn't hit, hit for me i don't know i it was silly i loved it i love the idea of again like you know one of them getting new anytime you get a you know one of your friend groups gets a new friend everyone gets kind of weird about why are you hanging out with this guy right um and especially if you have a small friend group but the idea that this kid is 10 I just, I just thought it was hilarious. Wait, is that where I'll be a hero, baby? Was that the song that was playing when he gives him the Heimlich? I don't think so. No, it's uh, uh, uh it's they say that a hero oh, can save the Nickelback, the Chad Kroger song, yeah, which yeah, I thought different was from Spider-Man too, <laughs> yeah. starring Willem Dafoe. Or the first Spider-Man. Uh, kudos, by the way, for saying it's a Chad Kroger song, not a Nickelback song. Cause yeah, you are right, because it is Chad Kroger by himself featuring somebody. Wow. Cool. So you didn't, uh, you didn't like this? No, no. Uh, it was not my favorite uh, uh, Please Don't Destroy video. Far from my favorite Please Don't Destroy but video. But I still, I still laughed. I still liked it a lot. Okay. Did I you, just didn't did love you it. Did you lol or just laugh? Like giggle? I think that- Did, uh, you, did you raffle copter? Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, see, I see your points about the strings that are holding it together. Yeah. I still don't think that that- It, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't take the shine off for me. At all, like I still think that thing. it's really fun, and I don't mean this in an insulting way because no, I, because I'm, I, I'm going to receive it as such. But go ahead, it's not for you. Okay. Um, I I this felt like a half baked Lonely Island sketch rather than a Please Don't Destroy sketch. No, no, I don't agree disagree. With that. I'm correct. Agree Let's move on. <laughs> All right. The next was a, um, a live sketch. Good morning, Columbus, written by Streeter Seidel, Will Steven. Um, Host of a morning show, interview the author of a self-help book. So, what do you guys think? Why not go? Well, go ahead, Brad. No, nothing. <laughs> I want to get this out of the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you cannot perform self-fellatio. This sketch is very funny, and I liked it a lot. But I can't help but point out the fact that the premise makes no sense whatsoever, because the idea of flubbing the name of the book and having this misunderstanding that lasts throughout the entire sketch is predicated on the fact that Bowen Yang, as the newscaster, misspeaks while reading the teleprompter. That is not something that would result in the graphics exactly of the rest I of the thought. newscast that's being messed works. up because they that's don't make those graphics works. based on what the newscaster yep. says. That's those what are, you have a problem no, with? I, honestly, the, I thought the same thing. Those graphics are made way before the show yeah, starts. Yeah, exactly. Thank yep. you. Logistically, I had a problem with that. It did not keep me from enjoying the sketch, which I still thought was very, very funny. All right, that I didn't even think about that at all. I was like, all right, this is off the rails. I, the, the question I had is why didn't they go bigger? Like, 
I thought that they would have done like with s- their innuendo or somebody the- would have either with that or or one of the newscasters would have gotten a little bit more aggressive about like we got to take this down or or that Mikey Day's character would finally get in on it like come on guys like usually there will be some escalation and it was very much just the same thing over yeah. and over again and that for that reason I thought it went on too long yeah I thought the funniest thing was the Andrew Dismukes line though we're just I'm, I'm just I want to see where this goes kind of thing yeah, yeah. um I I I thought. Right, it's an easy sketch. Sure, right? it's an easy sketch to get to pe- be people to laugh because you're you're using the double innuendo. entendre. Yeah, innuendo. exactly. Um, I I'm kind of with Brad in that like, I, I think there was some setup there that just didn't make sense, and I'm with you, Ben, in that I thought there was a lot of missing jokes there. Like yeah. I, I just. It was okay. It was fine. Uh, me, it's okay to do a one-note premise as long yeah. as you either make it insane by the end or you have a lot of different takes on it. And it was the same take over and over, which is kind of a fault of SNL sometimes. Yeah. And also I think to me, too, the other thing, and this kind of speaks to the same kind of thing where I had an issue with the dog uh, show sketch, is that um, this kind of sketch has been done better with the likes of Colonel Angus and the yep. sure. and the, the cork soakers. Yep. You know, and this is the, a similar kind of thing, just not quite done I, so eloquently. I even think that even when Robert De Niro did, he was like the head of the TSA or whatever, he was talking about the guys that blow up the airplane, and he was, you know, you leak my deke. Oh, you suck my deke. I, I forgot about that. That one. was still even better than this. You know, the, the, this this is a, a an old yeah. standby for SNL, yeah. and it's not one of the better ones it's they've done. Kind of that old Abbott, Cons- Abbott Costello, on. where you know, like, oh, they're they're really not saying this thing; they're saying yeah. these things. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know. It's a it's a fairly was it a skit? No, it was a sketch. But it, it's a it's a fairly common comedy trope that was fine. It but it just I've seen these tropes done better. Yeah, so um, it was fine. All right, uh, next was Office Song, written by Allison Gates and Ken Sublett. Um, I want to know. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Yeah. Was the cast actually making those noises, do you think? If they weren't, they did such a good <laughs> yeah, job no, they did you, being synced did you up to the, the music. you think the same thing, though, where I'm like, oh, my word, I think they're actually playing this, yeah. and that would be a hard that's I mean, a hard thing to do rhythmically yes. like that, and yeah. like, and so I don't know if they were just they had done it so much that they were so good at hitting Absol- it on no, time. Th- I guarantee you, they just sat for hours and did it. Yeah. Like, they had to have because I was watching. I'm like, I don't think no. Every every, uh, you know, as as a drummer, I'm like every one that they're supposed to hit. Yeah, they were no, hitting. It was you know? good. Now there was a there was like a back channel to it too, like a back audio, yeah. but like they were definitely hitting. Melissa Villanueva was playing that you know va- that jar of water yeah. or whatever. You know, they were doing it for sure. And Heidi was singing Zupa to Zupa. Oh my style. god! So <laughs> that so it also uh, the premise of you know they explained Willem Dafoe being old and back at it yep. very, and being a temp very yeah. succinctly yep. immediately. Like they did a great job of shoehorning that in, like. And it made sense. So well, I was that, that is happening, pizzas, right? That is happening oh, in the course. economy, especially now. But like yeah. his his small screw up of the twenty four pizzas, and they're like, "That's fine." And I mean, what? If, but then when Heidi Gardner said, "What did you think was going to happen? Were you just going to keep throwing another chair?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah and every, every eight, eight bars." <laughs> yes. And then he goes, "If it made a good sound, <laughs> Willem I Defoe's loved it." Face after throwing oh. the chair. Was yeah, just like the, like like a, so a, a lost boy, like yes. whoa. Yes. <laughs> Such an innocent, like, oh no, what have I done? I thought I was doing my part. Yeah, <laughs> he knocks her out of the window at the end, and I, I the, really laughed at that because she, she yeah. went for it out that yeah. window. Yeah, oh, such a good prat, oh, like good a Chris Farley level prat. It fall. was an incredible prat. Fall. I was, I just loved the sketch so much, and like, I agree. It takes a minute and a half for them to get to what makes the sketch <laughs> funny. Yeah. They do all this elaborate setup, and like, they do this fun song, and I'm like, yeah. where's the 
this is going? And then that crash of the chair and everything. It is perfect. But 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 the nice thing about it is it does take a minute and a half. But they're they're giving you a little bit of comedy beforehand. Punky Johnson was funny with her little lines. The zoop to zoop to zoop. Oh, that cracked me up. Yeah. They were building you up with some comedic. This is a this is a great crescendo sketch. But it just. It did. It kept on getting funnier, and I, I really love this sketch. Um, Remember when I was new and I called you daddy? <laughs> and I just love, too, that they do a next day, and like <laughs> they're trying to like train him to, like, no, this is how you do a cool song. Yeah, like that, that, That's what they're concerned so, about. That was so funny to me, because I'm like, they're going to cut back, and it's going to be the thing again. And they went right back into the fucking song, yeah. and I was laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah I agree. Great sketch. I'm glad great we all agree on that one. Great that sketch. Great and the sketch. 10 to 1 sketch, right? And yeah. the 10 to 1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which yeah. is just yeah. great. <laughs> Uh, the uh, uh, Please Don't Destroy guys didn't get the ten to one sketch, so kudos to no them. the cut for time sketch. I know, but they when they don't when they actually make it into the show, I feel like, like this, tacked on at the end. This is the best they've ever well, done. No, like a lot of times it's because of like how much time we have. Yeah. Okay, the, yeah, that'll fit there. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, then we did have a cut for time sketch. Uh, if I remember right, was that the last sketch of the night? That the was office song? The office song. Was the last sketch? We had one cut for time sketch. You can go onto the YouTube channel and find it. Uh, the SNL YouTube channel. I think if Brad was, I think I remember him saying favorite sketch of the night is uh, this is Brad's favorite, written by Alex English, <laughs> Jack Norwin, and Ben Silva. Uh, ben Conowitz, Brad's favorite. Is it your favorite of the night? No, I, this one is one of the times where you know we always say they're not cut for quality; they're cut for time. This was it could was have awful. been cut for quality. It was really <laughs> terrible. Uh, nice jail. Uh, I get the premise; it could have been good. Again, it's Willem Dafoe's timing is just atrocious in this thing. So, I, you know, maybe they just realize, hey, he can't really carry a whole sketch by himself, which is what this is, and that's fine. He, you know, he's not expected to. Yeah. But man, it was really rough to watch. And these are from the dress rehearsal, right? Yeah. So but, it was. But whatever. you should still be performing. Like, and he was. They still have an audience. He was so trying so hard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you should still do better. Than this was what Willem Dafoe. His A game was here, and he was trying very hard. Cutting to from a different camera over to here to read those cue cards to go back there. That's just not his strong suit, clearly, and it really showed. Um, the, a couple of bright spots for me personally about it um, when they were, of course, because I, I have an escape room. So uh, they, when they said if you wanted to do an escape room, but you don't like puzzles, <laughs> so for a reason to stay in nice jail because it doesn't count. So the premise is very good. I like the premise. I just the execution was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I, I thought it could have been funnier if Willem Dafoe. Wasn't yeah sure yeah, yeah. the timing was rough I, I think that if he By it would have been funny with Willem Brad didn't like this one I was just teasing. yeah no it would have been funny with Willem Dafoe if his timing was better but it really did feel like it was rough. he wasn't fully like prepared to, like to do what he needed to do for that sketch and part of it, it does seem like maybe he treated dress rehearsal like rehearsal rather than or like a or, show listen we weren't there right yeah we know how the show works if they said you know what we're gonna do actually for dress that one that we Almost worked all the way through. Yeah. We're going to make sure that we're going to actually try yeah. that one instead. Yep. And I Just, feel like that true. was probably more what happened. And I'm then. sure occasionally they hit lighting and sure. everything works, right? Yeah. They're like, but hey, this just wasn't one of those. Yep. It's fine, whatever. I did I did like the the constant uh, vampire head ass. Yeah. Jo- if he would have been better yeah. at, at doing it, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I was as soon as yeah. he said the first time, the it way cuts Punky back to him. Johnson did it was his better hair. than the way that yeah. he did it. Yeah. Because she's, you know, a professional sketch cast member. I get it. Yeah. No, kudos to her, by the way. Finally made her way back into the show after I feel like we didn't see her much. Well, so Punky Johnson, Melissa Villasenor, Mm -hmm. you know, people that we've been saying haven't gotten a lot of screen time. They got some time, and some did better with it than others. So we'll do this first. Uh, Who was your MVP of this episode then? 
Uh, MVP of this episode. I didn't pick one out ahead of time. I probably should have. Brad, why don't you do yours first? So I will say I found it really hard to pick an MVP of this episode I because, because I felt like everything was so evenly distributed among the ensemble and it really made great use of how big the cast was this time because there was not a person who had like a breakout thing where they were like in two or three of the best sketches and they were like the big funny part of it. So I, I ended up giving it to Heidi Gardner. Uh, because I thought that she was really funny as the super, mom super in Tenant sound. Meeting, and Office Song was what sealed it for me, because she was just so goofy and weird in that she one. Committed to it, and yeah. as soon as she got mad and screamed about the chair, and then her prat fell out the window, that was like, yeah, I was like, I feel like it's, it goes to Heidi Gardner this week. See, when I was watching the episode, I did think about Chris Redd, because I did like the yeah. rap song. Uh, I did like uh, him in the, the Tenant Meeting. If I liked the rap song, I would have given it to Chris yeah, Redd. Yeah, so I think that I'm... I, I mean, you make a strong case for Heidi, though, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to steal yours because I think that that's... You can. No, I think it's a strong case, but I'm st- I think I'll still go with Chris Redd because I did I did really enjoy the, the song a lot. The, those were the two I was debating as well. I, I, I tend to like Heidi Gardner a lot, even when she does, I think, you know, things that other people don't like. Like I said, she is every mom I was afraid of in high school, I am, right? I'm um, just uh, beyond, uh, like, a- attracted to her. I just think Are she, you really? She's just right up my alley. I just like that. She's hilarious. Well, you also like to get yelled at. <laughs> that is my kink. No, I just think like of all of the all of the female cast members on the show, like I just find her beyond lovely. I just think she's fantastic, a wonderful comedian, but also just drop dead gorgeous in my opinion. And uh which I- no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I like? I like Heidi Gardner. Let me tell you about why I'm aroused when I see Heidi Gardner in an SNL sketch. I take new genetics and I watch Heidi Gardner. All and I'm sorry, Heidi. I'm, 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 I'm but sorry. anyway, I, I gave it to Chris Redd, but I think a good case could be made for Heidi Gardner there as well. Um, let's do uh, I will say that uh, Aristotle Atari is a very handsome man. He is. So maybe... And you, and you got his name right. Yeah, I'm really I'm, I, I actually was talking a, a, a little bit about that with Bailey, and I said, I told her, I was like, I feel, I feel like it's shitty to have an SNL podcast and not. I was doing it as a joke, but yeah. like now I'm like, Brad ah, and I were talking about that. It's, and it's, like, it's yeah. James. It's James Austin Johnson. You know, it's uh, Aristotle. I know their names. I was just joking around. <laughs> Share a shoemaker. <laughs> She's so, great. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do sketch of the night, and then we'll re- just read, read the whole episode yes. with uh, Willem Dafoe. All right, sketch of the night. What did you think? We just did that. Oh, I think we all agree. Sketch of the night is the song. No, we didn't do. Oh, did we not? We just did cast member. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You made a joke about me. Yep. Like, yeah, my yep. office song was mine. Yeah, office song. Well, I mean Peyton Manning, but office song. I was gonna say Peyton Manning, but you know, Brad, Brad doesn't Manning. like us to do yeah, that. There's not. It's not a sketch. It's not a sketch in this way the other ones are. You know what? Mine's Peyton Manning on a weekend update with well, the, the Emily in Paris. All right, so Ben didn't have one this year. Uh, this, year? this year? I would say Office Song, but for me, very close was Now I'm Up, just because I love the premise of it. I really did. That was in the running for me, actually. I, I was talking I really to Bailey about that. I love that song. Man. All right, review the whole episode. Um, Willem Dafoe, you know, overall, what would you guys think? Uh, I thought it was a very horny episode. <laughs> I felt the same. So the, uh, I actually made that my headline. There's a was lot like, of sexual jokes. Yeah, I was like, I, my headline was like, Willem Dafoe brings his wild eyes to a surprisingly horny Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's true. Because there was like three things that were all about like weird sex stuff and boners and ev- everything. It was a, a, a very sensual episode, and somebody's clearly mad at their friend's dog. 
because that yes. was the, like yeah. in the sketch. Oh, of the dog. see, Chris read again. So the 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 line of the night to me was like, uh, I have to take him to the veterinarian three times a week to have it lubed up and put back in. Yep. And I I say that three times. I say that a lot, and I shouldn't. Or what was the line? It's like I I have to say that all the time, and I don't like. Yeah, I think. Oh I, yeah. yeah, I don't like saying that, yeah. and I have to say it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, I don't like to say that, but I have to say it. A lot. Uh, that's the best line of the night, in my opinion. It was um, so funny. But yeah. Otherwise, I thought I thought the episode was pretty good, not great. I, I I I'm. It's so hard to say this because I don't want anybody to confuse my love for Willem Dafoe, which I know. goes. Deep. I know. I didn't think he was a great host. No, he, and it's not that he's I bad. Think he was fine. I think it's, he was it's fine, not that he's not bad great. either because he he threw himself into this, and yep. he was clearly having fun. Yep. There What's, just, there's going to be a, a German word for this because there's a German <laughs> word for everything. It's the feeling where I liked him so much and it could have been better without him, but I don't want to replace him. No. Oh, Rolfens Kaiser. <laughs> no, no. I, you know? I loved how much he committed to this. It's exactly. He was having fun, yeah, right? it's, it's the thing where he it's like. perfect, but I wanted to replace him. <laughs> yeah, so like it's. There are actors out there who are great and they're so willing to have fun on SNL, yep. but they're just not good when it comes to live sketch comedy. And it can make or break an episode. And it didn't really break this episode. No, nope. it just made not that the way some, that Daniel some, Craig will break an episode. Some things that just didn't land as firmly as they could have in the hands of a more skilled sketch uh, performer or an actor who like is on the level of Willem Dafoe, but also easily fits in some of this, like an Adam Driver. Oh, or, I'm sorry, or, no, a Christopher Walken. Or a Ryan Gosling. And so Christopher Walken in, in the like the early 2000s, mm -hmm. switch him into this episode, yeah. it's your favorite episode ever. Yeah. Imagine him in the Beauty of the Beast thing. Yep. Imagine him as Nice Hotel, or a uh, Nice Jail. Just all of those things <laughs> replacing there were some jokes that were certainly left out. It would have been because perfect. Because they just didn't hit the mark, yeah. right? And, and, and Chris Walken can better. do timing better than you know, most comedic actors. Like, he's incredible. But I'm also not mad that they had no, him. Exactly, the host, exactly. You know? No, it was his first episode ever hosting, mm -hmm. which is crazy for somebody of his, you know... Stature. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um He should play the Joker. Has anybody ever told him that? <laughs> certainly not my favorite episode. There were some some decent sketches in there. I don't know if any of them would make a run for my favorite sketch of the season. But um, you know, my, it was I thought it was above average. I thought it was better than Oh really? Yeah. I, I liked it better than a, than a couple this year, for sure. Did you like it better than the Kim Kardashian episode? Yes. Oh yeah. I liked it. Sure. I think I liked it better than Owen Wilson. I liked it better than Sumi Lu. No, not better than Sumi Lu, but better than um Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah, I, again, Jonathan Majors, I was a little disappointed in because, again, I love him as an actor, and I didn't think his episode was. was I think this. Episode well, you were wrong was about that one. Though. I think this one's better than that one. I don't know about that. I don't one. know about that either. Yeah. I feel like they're probably right on par. No, nope, you're wrong. You're both wrong. All it's right, okay. so we're gonna be on a break for a little while, but we're thinking about doing an episode in between this because the <laughs> NBC wants to do the quote-unquote Olympics, as if people are gonna watch them. Wherever those are held. So SNL's on a break to win, Brad. Oh, that what? was weird. SNL's on a break until when? Uh, February 26th, they'll be back with John Mulaney hosting again. And Five Timers Club. LCD Sound System as the musical guest. But CNC well, Music Factory was booked? Yep, CNC Music Factory. Well, we've talked about maybe doing an episode in between here, checking in with everyone and figuring out what we're going to do there. And um, I'm sure we'll do that. I personally feel like we should just do our favorite sketches of the, of the year so far, but that's just me. Uh, there's not enough episodes so far to make that interesting. Brad there have been 10. Brad never, he shoots our ideas down all the time. I know. We do like a top five because there's been 40, you 40 sketches. Just, you just me and you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I think we should do something that's like either like some kind of flashback thing we'll or, just, or just some kind of like general discussion like 
we talked about like just watching like an hour worth of sketches on Peacock or yep. something like that, and like we'll figure. It I out. think it'll get the juices flowing of just we like I won't be here next week, but in two weeks we'll get an episode. Like digging into like our just like our SNL memories and like the stuff we like oh, that's we that's old and like you know. Yep. Yep. That's a good idea. All right. Anyway, in two weeks we'll be back for another episode, and then two weeks after that we'll be back hopefully with a new episode from SNL with John Mulaney. Uh, Brad, where can people find you? Always uh, on SlashFilm.com, writing about movies and TV. I do uh, written reviews of SNL uh, the Sunday after every live show. You can also find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. That's my pen name. Uh, the Slash Film Daily podcast that I appear on a couple times a week. Uh, I just recently was on there talking about some of my favorite movies that I saw for the 2022 virtual Sundance Film Festival. Do you ever mention Brad and I, or Ben and I? Um, I've mentioned the podcast on there before. And that's I, a no. I think I've I think I've said said your names maybe like just in passing. Yeah, that's a no. Just like Nate, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on the Twitters, uh, Nate Larks, because uh, I I don't have to fake my name. Um, and then it's a gift, really. <laughs> and then I'm on the other things too. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh yeah we ho- i host a local politics podcast that you know maybe 100 people listen to but you and know. probably funnier than some of snl's <laughs> political satire honestly right? probably all right benny where can people find you about oh just just living my best life nate hey do us a favor um share these podcasts uh again if you know anybody that loves loves snl share it with them we'd love to continue to grow this um, like our stuff, share it on your social media page, subscribe, rate. Um, it all helps us. And, it, and again, it. Uh, we you hope know, you really like it. We, yeah, we like we doing this uh, for you. We've gotten some good feedback that people are enjoying the episodes. We don't have a ton of listeners, obviously, but the people that do listen are having a good time. So we hope that you can introduce this to one of your friends that might also like it. It's just fun to be in a community with people that love sketch comedy. Oh, and God. So. Love it so much. All right. Well, hey, we'll be back in two weeks or so. Be good to yourself, be good to others. Bye-bye.